Hello, welcome to the Rogo Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. My name is Jacob Hampton. And we are here to talk about Avengers Endgame and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For those of you who haven't listened before, this will be spoiler heavy. We're not going to like hold back at all. We're just going to talk in depth about things that we thought and things that other people talked about and the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. So if you haven't seen it yet, and unless you have no uh, desire to see it, I would stop listening. I would wait. You've already downloaded this or you're listening. Uh, wait until after you see it and then come back to it. Um, we'd love to hear some of your responses. If you're listening for the first time, we have a lot of podcast episodes in, in, you know, in, the, in the bag. I don't know what the term is. You can, there are a lot of episodes that you can listen to. Find ones that you are interested in and go listen to those. Um, we also posted a Marvel Cinematic Universe um, podcast episode about two years ago. Um, three, three, three years ago. Oh, that's Sorry, right. it was 2016. 2016 wasn't it? Wow. Um, right around the time of Civil War, where Jake and I discussed in some depth how we thought more people needed to die. Yeah. And that I remember. That's what I remember most is that we were like, "Why don't people die? There's no real stakes." So we'll talk about that on uh, as far as in game goes. So yeah, this is the end of non spoilers. We're diving in now, um, and I'm gonna let Jake do a quick two minute review. I'm not gonna time him, but um, <laughs> of in game. And then I'm actually going to uh, let my, my son Chase, who's 14, my daughter Savannah, who's 11, say a little piece, um, what they thought, because uh, uh, I saw it with all my kids. And then I'll, I'll chime in with anything that hasn't coming. I'll chime in with anything <laughs> people ever heard of. Okay, Jake, give us just the quick, because we're going to delve into a lot, guys, so this is just kind of our quick overview to start. Okay, quick overview. Uh, I enjoyed Endgame a lot. Uh, it, I enjoyed it probably, uh, about as much, if not maybe just a little bit more than I enjoy most of the movies in the MCU. So it, it didn't like blow my mind or change my, you know, world forever or anything like that. But I thought it was a very nice, uh, ending to a lot of these character arcs that we've had going for uh, 10 years or whatever it's been now. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was a big spectacle. It was over three hours long, technically, right? And, uh, I was okay with that. It was a good ride throughout, uh, and it, there wasn't really a dull moment. I was pretty much always interested in seeing what would happen next. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's my surface level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to delve a lot, but definitely, uh, high enjoyment. For sure. Uh, but I guess I just because of the way some people talk about it already, I will clarify I'm not necessarily one of the ones that's like, you know, this has you know, set a new bar for superhero movies forever or anything like that. But right. I, I really, really liked it. Nice. And I'll add one tiny thing before I give my thing later after, after my kids, that it's probably the fastest three-hour movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Now, there aren't that many. There aren't that many movies that go three hours. <laughs> but I didn't even... I never looked at my watch. I never, for me, it didn't drag. I know that might not be the same for other people. I talked to a good friend of the podcast, Justin Reeves, who said, yeah, I feel like they could have trimmed 15 minutes. And I'm not saying they couldn't have trimmed minutes at yeah. all. But I was never like, why is this happening? I, I felt like I was into it the whole time. Savannah, what did you think? Savannah, Savannah's 11. She's seen, you know, I would say probably half of the Marvel movies, maybe a little bit more. What did you think? Um, well, when I, before I was going to see it, I thought that, it was going to be a certain way, but then when I saw it, it was a whole different, like, level of all of the other movies because it was longer, first of all, and it 
just had so many things that I thought they wouldn't put in because it had a lot of little things, but I thought they needed to put those in to add on other things. Uh-huh. And... Did you like it? Yeah. I loved it because it's it wasn't like any of the other movies because all of the other movies, like, they just had a bad guy and then they had this big war scene, but in it they had, like, multiple different war scenes and they had multiple different times where each, like, superhero could use their power against nice. Thanos and... Each person had their own part to be like in the spotlight. So nice. Is it one of your cool. favorites of the Marvel movies? Do you I think, think it's my favorite. Nice. What do we, What do you think, Chase? Oh, uh, so I liked it a lot, and uh, <laughs> um, I never felt like there was a dull moment or there was time that really needed to be cut off. There could have been, but not that much. And I liked how they used the other movies to really propel it. And. Uh, and I like how they killed Black Widow, which was like a bigger death, like a more... Let me clarify. Chase likes the character of Black Widow. Yeah. He means it worked dramatically or thematically for her to die, right? Because like Iron Man, you knew, could easily die. Right. <laughs> but Black Widow was like a lot bigger of a surprise, and it's like the first surprise that they've actually done. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that was probably yeah, the, like death, the thing that maybe surprised me the most in the entire movie, probably. Surprising. Right? Yep, and they didn't bring Gamora back in the same way, like, the same Gamora back. So. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later, because that was, excuse me, that was a thing that I was, that I've talked to my kids about a lot, that I was like, that would feel cheating to me if you brought her back, but I thought it was clever what they did. All right, I'm going to let these two go. Thank you guys for sharing your opinions. Yeah, I, I, I would say I don't have a ton new to add to what you guys said, because, um, again, we're going to delve into a lot of stuff, but, yeah, Black Widow, like my son said, that surprised me the most. I thought it had some resonance. I thought the scene wherein she died was like, I don't want to say exciting, but interesting in the way that they were both fighting for the right yeah. to sacrifice themselves, if you will. Um, and I, I felt like they, it was impressive how they balanced everything. There was a lot to close off. There was a lot to touch on. You have time travel, so you have all these other parts of, the, of either like previous movies or things they've only talked about, um, that they did a good job of giving everything its moment in a way that uh, is difficult to pull off. You yeah. Know, to give time to everything. Yeah, and it was surprisingly well done, the revisiting of yeah. previous events, uh-huh. just because I think there there is a point where doing things like that starts to come off as cheap or like just reusing things you've already done. I don't know, but right. I thought they did a good job of... Uh, making new content for those right. older things. Yeah. So were you, our next question was just, were you satisfied? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, After 21 movies, this was the 22nd. Satisfaction. I thought it was satisfying. Uh, I liked how... Um, I'm, I, pro- I could have gone with Probably even one more major death, uh-huh. I think, uh, at least. Yeah, if you uh, listen to the other one, you know we're kind of death hungry. Yeah. But only because we feel like it makes everything else more dramatic and yeah. impactful. Right, so, I mean, the Black Widow thing surprised me, kind of. I actually had it ruined for me, for me a little bit because uh, I had looked up the ooh. best time to pee, which they tried to... In a spoiler-free way, say, go pee right when Hawkeye wakes up in a puddle. So I don't know what happened for, like, two minutes after that. Right. But that's right after the scene where Black Widow dies. Yeah. And so I knew as they were fighting for it, I was like, well, Hawkeye's going to wake up in a puddle. Oh, so right. Unless we go to some, like, afterlife thing, Hawkeye's not going to die right now. Right. So. 
Um, so in that moment, you're like, I know which of these two is going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it, but I mean, I still thought there would probably be some other solution somehow. Yeah. And they wouldn't actually kill one of them. So yeah, yeah. So it was just you know it was good. So I mean that that was a good surprise. Uh, Iron Man near the end. I uh, I did. They even started to fool me for a minute. And I was like, are they really gonna yeah. have him like wake up one more time and then retire or something? But yeah. no. So I mean that was good. I think that was the most satisfying part of it not to be like mean and say yeah. you know down we're talking Man, like but thematically thematically dramatically mm-hmm. yeah so overall yes i think maybe i i think it could have gone further and uh up to the stake still a little bit more but yeah. it was satisfying me too especially with so many people fighting mm-hmm. and so many chances for things to go wrong yeah. Um, like, there's been a lot of talk recently about the most recent Game of Thrones episode, which I won't say a lot about, but part of people's issue is just that it feels less realistic how many people they're allowing to live. Yeah. And that's all that just keeps happening. It's like, eh, eventually somebody's probably going to die. Um, I cried four times, just for the record. Um, I talk <laughs> openly about how often I cry. And this, I, I've probably cried in other Marvel movies before, but that's probably the record for a Marvel movie. So they did get me emotionally, um, which I think is what satisfied me a lot. And just feeling like, uh, you know, this was an end to that 22 movie cycle. And I know we're going to talk later about what's next for Mm -hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know technically Spider-Man Far From Home is the last of this phase, but this felt like the end. Yeah, it did. This felt like closing the book and I think will allow me to, um not feel like I have to see every movie for now. And again, we'll get back to that later. Um, So, any that you haven't touched on, favorite and least favorite moments from Endgame. Okay. Because one other thing we're going to do on this podcast, guys, we're going to talk a little about the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Some of our favorite movies, some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite performances and stuff like that. Um, So we'll kind of jump back and forth between Endgame and the overall thing. Okay. So, I don't know, favorites and least favorite, whatever comes to mind first. I guess I'll start negative and then, you know... Swing upward after that. Good idea, good idea. uh, This is kind of weird and nitpicky and, like, specific to me and a few thousand other people, but, uh, anyway. To only me and also a few thousand other people. uh, What I'm talking about is uh, people who like the TV show The Leftovers, just because uh, the things, so the first act of Endgame where it's basically people dealing with the fact that half the population of the world disappeared. Is the leftovers, right? The leftovers, it's only 2% of the world's population in the leftovers, but I just felt like, like literally the opening scene of Endgame was like, you get scenes like that in like many episodes of the leftovers. And so I guess part of this kind of like, I don't know, a bitter part of me was like, I'm going to be mad if people like are giving tons of praise to this movie for, like, you know, coming up with that idea of a casual family activity and, like, this sad, uh, you know, uh, confusion of suddenly realizing you don't know where your family is. Yeah. Just because The Leftovers did it so many times and in a great way so many times. But (laughs) anyway, and then just the other themes they explore of, like, support groups of people and, like, calling them the banished and stuff. It's just, it's really, really similar to The Leftovers. Yeah, I read two reviews the like first two reviews I read after I saw it mm-hmm. that explicitly referenced the leftovers. Right. Which yeah. like and the whole point of the leftovers is to explore those things in detail. So 
Anyway, but since seeing Endgame, I haven't even, heard, like, heard people talk about those things that much, like, from a non-Leftovers point of view, so I guess I'm okay. Right. I was only, it's like... It's not the thing they're going, oh, what brilliant... Yeah. What brilliant movie-making in a comic book movie. No one's ever done anything like this. <laughs> exactly. Thing. I was preemptively mad about something that didn't end up <laughs> happening, so... But anyway, it was hard to watch that and be like, yeah, but I've seen this done before in ways I liked more. But, so there's that. Uh, not to... And, but, I mean, if they're going to address the thing they set up in the first place of half the population disappearing, then I think it's, I mean, those are reasonable things to portray and, and address anyway. So, right, right. Uh, anyway, just didn't love that particular thing about the first act. And then uh, probably uh, in the climax where, honestly, probably a lot of people's favorite part of the movie, I was kind of like not that into uh, just everyone coming together and fighting all at once. It just started... I think my audience and my theater was impacting my opinion a little bit, but it was just kind of too over the top, like fan service, just like hashtag awesome moments kind <laughs> of like all at once where I was just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, so, but, but uh, to switch to favorites though, I really liked everything that came after that. So after Iron Man's death, I loved the funeral stuff. I loved seeing, uh, I loved the kind of like codas we got for each yeah. characters after the you know battle and all of that. Uh, so really, really a lot of the slower stuff I actually really enjoyed in this yeah. movie, uh, start to finish. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah uh, as far as I was trying to think of least favorite moments because I have some, but I was struggling to to articulate right in this moment. I should have written them down on this uh, on this piece of paper. Um, the time travel as a device is always hard for me, and I've I've openly admitted that to anyone just because time travel doesn't make sense because time travel can't make sense. Um, and we're gonna we'll delve into that later, but that so some of that stuff that I liked when they went back, and I love like one of my favorite moments when they gave you that quick shot of them all back to back from the original Avengers, mm -hmm. um, and like when they were trying to get the Tesseract. Um, with Loki, and they gave you some stuff we hadn't seen in the previous movie. Um, the moments where... Sorry, I'm going into favorites, and I'll go back. Um, where uh, Iron Man talked to his dad, I thought was really cool. Where uh, Captain America got to see Peggy for a minute. That stuff was very interesting to me. Smaller moments, like you mm -hmm. or slower moments. Yeah. And I was one, and I'm not saying... Like, I don't love battles. I've never loved battles in these movies. But when everyone appeared in the yellow, and I know you didn't love it, man, I thought I got goosebumps in that scene. Yeah, I really did. I really did. Uh, love the hashtag awesome joke and everything. Like, I'm into what you're saying, but I can't deny that I loved it when they all, like, appeared. Right. Um, and little things like, of course, when Dr. Strange holds up the wand, it's just like a chilling type of moment. Yeah. I thought um, Robert Downey Jr.'s stuff with the daughter really worked well. Yeah. And I thought it really... Uh, prepared us in the bad way for him dying because I thought that's why they weren't going to kill him. I right. thought they gave him a daughter so that he wouldn't die. Yeah. Uh, st uh, like, structurally. Um, and so I was blindsided. No, I wouldn't say blindsided. That's way too strong. I was surprised. Um, obviously, near the end, once... Um, it got, I mean, in those final moments, I'm like, oh, they're going to, they're going to do this, you know? And I, I liked some of the fan service things that were straight up fan service. Like when he said Avengers Assemble mm -hmm. and uh, when he said I am Iron Man. Like stuff that you knew was happening. Like stuff, he says Avengers and you're like, oh, Assemble. <laughs> he says I am and you go, Iron Man, he's going to say Iron Man. <laughs> I still liked them because I thought they worked well in those moments. Like it was fan service that didn't feel as cheesy as it could have. Okay. And for some reason that helped them transcend for me. Like, oh, this feels even cooler 
because you could have done a lot worse ways and yeah. you found a way that was less worse. And so I feel good about it. And I can't lie when Cap wielded the hammer. That was, I liked it. My theater cheered. And oh, I, yeah. And it went and wild. I, yeah, and I was not, you know, I was not, um, oh, I can't think of the word I was trying to think of. I did not um, begrudge them mm. that. I didn't cheer, but I was like, yeah, I feel, I'm feeling what you're feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. As far as things that I didn't like, um, I don't know. Like the battle at the end was cool, but I just feel like we've seen that stuff before. Um, that's what I was saying when they appeared. I was like, oh, it's so cool. They're all here. But I didn't really love this, the like schematics. Not mm-hmm. the schematics. That's not what I'm looking for. I didn't really love like the specifics of the battle. Like it didn't feel very different to me than what we've seen in every other one. They even ran back the whole women helping the women, which is a fantastic moment. I'm all about the women bonding together, but it felt very much like the Infinity War scene that I think maybe did a tiny bit better. Even though... Was there a scene like that in Infinity War? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, they're fighting and, and it's a little more organic. Again... I still love. I still. I still got excited when the all the women were standing there. They're yeah. fantastic, you know. Um, and and I and I gotta say, I have to admit that I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, and we're gonna talk later about that. But I didn't necessarily feel like she added a lot. I like Brie Larson, um, but the way Infinity War ended again, I did not see Captain Marvel yet. I thought that maybe she was gonna play a bigger role um, in the plot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it ended up feeling like it was worth it. Finally, I, I wished Rocket had gotten more time just oh, because yeah. he was there and they kind of established him as being part of the leftovers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then I felt like he was kind of wasted in this one for being one of those that was yeah. around. I'm realizing now they didn't go for a single I Am Groot. Did one. They? Was there? There's one. Yeah. In one. the final fight. Oh, okay. Yep, just one. I didn't notice it. It's the only one. It's the only time Vin Diesel does anything in the entire movie. Um, And uh, Karen Gillan was great. Paul Rudd was great. The part where he loses his tacos. uh, That was fun stuff. Yeah, that was. Okay, I think I hit most of of those. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. How did did you feel about Endgame in relation to Infinity War as kind of a duo? Like... Because I don't know, I can't remember how much we ever talked about Infinity War, but like, I'm thinking maybe, maybe specifically like the ending of the, the snapping and yeah. then like how that was resolved in this. Well, I mean, I guess I like the way they found like a, a, what I felt was a fairly smart way as far as time travel goes to bring Thanos back at the end after he's been killed by Thor in a scene that I thought was like more realistic. Thor's just so angry and feels like he blew it the first time and so he cuts off his head. And you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Thanos gone. is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I thought it was like, not to harp on the word organic, but it felt organic the way they brought him back. Okay. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess in that way it was interesting. The way kind of Thor, I keep saying Thor, Thanos was looking from the past at what he had accomplished. I found that stuff to be very interesting. Yeah. It's it's weird to me the way you can just wield it and snap and the thing you want happens. I know that they don't, don't really ever explain that. Never explain. No, and I mean like it's fine mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's fine, um, but they never really explain that. Um, and yeah, I mean I don't know. With how much time was left in the movie, pretty much all the people who came back got to do was be in that final fight. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like we never really got the catharsis that we wanted with them. I know the Spider Man thing was great. 
when he's like, and then and then Doctor Strange showed up, and mm-hmm. he was like, it's been five years, they need you. You know, that was funny, and, and the hug. I mean, and that stuff's great. Yeah. They do a good job. Tom Holland does a really good job. Um, but overall, like, yeah, I mean, I thought they dealt with the aftermath fine. I, when it said five years later, and I know a lot of people had predicted that, talked about it because of, like, the hair of um, Scarlett Johansson and stuff. That's uh-huh. what I had seen online. So I had seen it thrown out there that they might do a time jump, but I was still surprised when it said five years later. Really? Like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I like that they allowed the consequences to have been for a long time, even though we didn't necessarily get to see the stuff in between because he had three hours and they packed a lot of stuff in there. I liked that when he snapped, they didn't come back and just... It, it, it had real world consequences. Yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about later... I mean, we can talk about it now if we want. No, let's do it later. Okay. Um, is if Far From Home will give us more of the consequences of them all coming back. I yeah. sure hope it does. Yeah, better. Because if not, it's just like, don't gloss over that. Like, some of his friends are five years older. Wait a second. Was and they that... just, like, show them go to school. And it's yeah, like, what? Oh, yeah, a lot of people had an issue with was that. Was that a college campus? Or like? No, no, he's still in high school. And I think his buddy disappeared, too. But there's got to oh, be some right, of them. because they come back at the same age. There's got to be okay. some of them who are older now. That'll be... And I want them to deal with that. If they don't, I feel like, okay, well, let's... You did a good job with real world consequences. Let's not ignore that. Yeah, now. yeah. I didn't really think about. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just show them all kind of coming back, and it's like, well, they're not all coming back, right? There are a lot of people who've been yeah. going to school this whole time. They're now in college, right? And are yeah. they going to talk? I, I would love it if like MJ was five years older. Or whatever. Right. Like I find, I would find that interesting. Yeah. Um. So I hope they deal with that. But I didn't really answer your question. I rambled a lot. Um. I don't know. I was fine with mostly how they dealt with the consequences of Infinity okay. War, and I liked that. There was no easy solution that just kind of erased everything. I, That's true. I, that, that was one of the reasons that I felt satisfied with Endgame because I had a lot of apprehension about Endgame. Like, are you just going to comic book everything back to the way it was? Exactly. And I feel like they didn't do that. They solved it, yeah. but in a way that did not ignore the events of Infinity War. And I was very, I was very excited about that. Okay. That's that was good. important to me. That yeah. was one of the most important things that in-game would do, and I felt like they did it well enough. Same. That I didn't feel, like, gypped. Okay, yeah. Cause Does that I, make sense? Yeah. With time, I got increasingly bothered by the end of Infinity War, uh-huh. just because I felt like it was just a really unfair... I don't know. Because they know, obviously, they know how big their franchise is, yeah. and, like, that people know how big their franchise is, and so I just felt like Infinity War unfairly asked us as the audience to... Uh, emotionally react oh, to yeah. these characters. We as must if not really have talked dying. about this. Okay. Because that's what I've told everybody. Really? Like, do you think I'm going to be crying when I know they're all coming right, back? Right, exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because people were like, oh, dude, when Spider Man disappeared, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess it was sad, but he has a freaking movie mm-hmm. coming out. I know he's not going to die. We exactly. must not have talked about we this because that was a big the same thing way. for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. Everyone's disappearing and we're supposed to cry. I'm like, I'm not crying. You Black Panther 2 is coming out exactly. in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would I go, oh, Black Panther's gone? I know Black Panther's not gone. Yeah. And that's why if they don't deal with the fact that they've been gone, I'll be angry. Right. I'll be a, a angry strong. I'll yeah. be perturbed. Because if they use that then and it makes a real world difference, I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. At least we have something paying off with these guys disappearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, that's a good way to look at it, that they can still... 
they can still at least Make give a, it a consequence. An actual thing that, yeah, yeah like, happened. And, and so. I guess we already delved into that, but I, I that's what I wanted to talk about with Far From Home, and I know we just mentioned it, is that's their chance in my mind to explore that in right. the first 20, 30, 40 minutes of Far From Home. Yeah. Don't ignore that, please. He should be weirded out that some of his friends are five years older. That should be a global thing that yeah. people are like, holy crap, they came back, but they're the same age. I'm five years older. This is husbands and wives. This is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ha- I mean, obviously, Hawkeye and his wife, that's not as big a deal. They're a little bit older. Um, and, and they dealt with it a tiny, tiny bit with Paul Rudd. I thought... You know, uh, she's a little bit older. The casting of that was bad, I thought. She didn't really look the same. She looked like, a lot older. She's like nine or something or ten in the last movie, and that girl looked like... Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We talked so, about that in the car on the ride home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. These are just quick topics with things I've heard, and you can add any for your own. We've touched on some of them. Gamora was a big deal for me. I mentioned that earlier. I thought they solved it really elegantly. I really did. Okay. And it makes a difference for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. She now doesn't know them. Yeah. She's not a part of that group. She's not even with them. He's trying to go find them. I, I, will, I will be ecstatic if Fat Thor is in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm it on seems board like that. he's going to be, and I'm, they have a good report. It seemed like a very clear setup. Yes, so. exactly. Agreed. Um, so I like that. That was very elegant for me. Your thoughts? Because that, yeah. that was maybe second to, duh, you're bringing him back. You're going to make everything right. the same way it was, was Gamora. I was just like, I know there's another movie coming out. Please don't bring her back and make what happened in the earlier movie not matter. Exactly, because that was, even though I was mad about the snap in Infinity War, I was I was like, ooh, the Gamora thing was actually kind of a gut punch, though. Yeah, so, big time. So I I would say I, I am disappointed that they went back on it, because sure. I think it would have been, you know... Gutsy. Kind of, to yeah, gutsy to just keep her gone. Of course, of but, course. I think that will make for an interesting story. Like yeah. what you were saying. At for least, not knowing them, again, so. consequences. Mm-hmm. There were consequences. They didn't technically undo it. They undid it in the, you know, in the most undoy way <laughs> yeah. that they could. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I heard some people who didn't love the whole Hawkeye thing. Like, talked to Justin. He wasn't a big fan of devoting so much time to Hawkeye. Um, and, and I guess turning him into that assassin. What were your thoughts on Jeremy Renner I mean, and Hawkeye? There was like only the one scene of him assassinating someone, right? So they just talk about him doing it okay. earlier and yeah. then just that one scene. Yeah. Right. So Which I just kind feel... of suggestion of violence there more than you usually see. And yeah, is he like slash, slash his throat and stuff? Yeah. Oh sorry. yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, it was sorry. a little bit brutal for yeah. compared to most Marvel. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I was, I was fine with the level that it was on. I mean, I definitely didn't like feel anything about it really sure. it was just kind of there but i think i've always liked like talkie more than a lot of other people mm-hmm. and i thought jeremy renner was especially good in this movie i don't know if you do we'll talk about performances later but i thought that he's pretty good so i was i was into most of the hawkeye stuff i was interested in it they they in some ways that's wrong there are so many emotional anchors here but he got a lot of emotional stuff because it starts with him and them disappearing yeah he gets the call from his wife when they first come back that's true yeah um he goes off and does this very unsuperhero like thing that we don't normally see from these guys um and I, he had i i felt like a lot of emotional beats and I, and and i think jeremy renner can can be a very good actor and i think he showcased that so for me yeah. I, I was a big fan um pretty funny were you surprised in the in the context of it supposedly being this sober movie were you surprised with the amount of humor or just like um, no this no is what, what i does. expected probably so uh, yeah the whole korg playing fortnite thing 
and Thor being fat uh-huh. and everything Paul Rudd ever says. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really fun. I, I guess I just thought it was especially especially humorous. Okay. Uh, not 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 in a bad way. Right. I was surprised it was so funny, even though Marvel's known for that. Yeah. I just thought with the sobering stuff, it would maybe take a back seat. And I thought yeah. It was very funny. No, yeah, I, I think I, I would have changed it at some point still, I think. Like, with the uh, Gamora thing, um, I was really excited when that moment started to happen of him seeing her and we, the audience, knowing she wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, it's a, I guess a, it's a reasonable reaction for her character that she, like... Kicks he, him in the crotch. Yeah, or but him, yeah. it did feel like the thing they often do in these movies is, like, feel like they have to punctuate a potentially sad or serious moment with, with humor. humor but at least they didn't do it during the death scenes i guess yeah 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 <laughs> definitely oh yeah can you imagine the black widow scene being punctuated with humor yeah. no 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 um okay so uh with time travel do you feel that's a cheap device and now have they opened the door so where they can always go to time travel to like solve things because what how did it end with Cause they just yeah they figured out time travel just with like existing technology they had I mm-hmm. guess right so yeah. and that they still have quantum physics or whatever right the quantum realm excuse me so that'll probably be annoying going forward because yeah they should be able to basically solve any problem that way yeah and they're probably not going to I'm right. sure you know in Spider Man there's that's just not going to be addressed as a way to solve whatever right. problem is going on so and I feel like that's partially why they explain time travel slightly differently. As far as, um, oh, it doesn't make our world change. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, no, okay, if we do that, we're going to have to deal with all of these weird consequences. Um, and it's like, no, no, you know, you, we can't go back in time, steal the Infinity Stones, and then Thanos won't get them. That's already happened, and it can't be changed. I, I liked that idea. But then they change. Are you talking about still. Captain America? Well, no, I just mean, like, they bring everyone back, so it's like... Right, but that's because they brought the thing to their time yeah, and did it in okay. their time, not before, you know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Okay. No, no, it, t- it still doesn't make sense, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not defending it, but what they tried to do was prevent it from being, oh no, now we have all these different weird things that have happened yeah. that we have to fix, which I liked. I liked that part of it. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cheap if they had to bring it back again. But why would you not bring it back again if you're dealing with these things? Hey, look how easily we can use time travel, you know? Yeah. We succeeded last time on this global scale, on exactly. this universal scale. Like, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but, and I don't know, I think that's worth talking about as well, just for, like, the the idea of the MCU being all one storyline and one place, one one reality where all of these things have happened. Yeah. Because... I get that they're comic book movies and they're just supposed to be generally fun action things and if you're thinking too hard about it then, you know, you're... Shame on you or whatever. Sure, yeah. But I do think that, like, something that is... uh, that a lot of people would say they like about the MCU is that, like, they take these ridiculous comic book ideas but make them feel human and relatable and, like, they give these people families and, like, you know, situations that we're supposed to actually emotionally invest in. So I think... Uh, I threw out time, especially in the last few years since we did our last superhero podcast where I was kind of back on board with it. I think since then, my biggest complaint has been, at least about the MCU, like, it's really starting to get unfair. Overpopulated. 
Yeah, just that you're expecting us to believe this is a, a reality where literally at least once a year there's some kind of, you know, apocalyptic yeah. global crisis where, uh-huh. you know, millions of people die or whatever right. it is. So I think, uh, I don't know, it's just going to be, it, they upped the stakes, they've upped the stakes as much as they can. So yeah. like it's, it'll be interesting to see how it feels to kind of go back to the shenanigans, I guess, of like a, you know... Oh, here's one villain, and they're only wiping out one city, you know, instead of the whole universe. So it's like... I know, it'll be an interesting conundrum Mm -hmm. as far as how they solve that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, Did we need the Captain Marvel movie to come out before this movie? Did it pay off enough, do you feel? I know you saw Captain Uh, Marvel, so this question's a little more for you. Watching it, I felt like, again, love Brie Larson, love superhero-led Pardon me. Love female-led superhero movies. I hope they keep making them. And I hope they keep giving the spotlight to women at that... Because we haven't had that as much, especially in the comic book world. Watching this one without having seen Captain Marvel, I thought like, oh yeah, like... That she didn't even need to exist in this movie. Yeah. Did you feel that way? Or did you feel like, oh no, no, it had some ramifications that she came first? They kind of used her kind of like loosely defined powers which are kind of just like can do anything uh to just kind of like save them at a couple of moments i guess she blew up the thing that was raining down the whatever it feels like they could have solved that in other ways right you know so i think no she's not necessary but i probably a lot of these characters are not 100 percent true 100 percent true i think with the tease at the end of infinity war i had felt she would play a more prominent role right i think is all that i'm really getting yeah no screen time Probably like she was low five minutes or less. I don't know. Yeah, I so. mean maybe ten, right? Yeah, but yeah, very low, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna do other movies with her, and uh, hopefully she'll be solving galactic crises and stuff. Yeah, um, but no, definitely happens. not like a you know the key or yeah. like a, you know that had to come out before this. Right, right. I mean, and I, I mean it's cool that it did. I think it got a lot more mm-hmm. people. I hope it got a lot more people to go see that movie. Yeah, it is. I, I will say it is fun that they're. They have been at a stage, you know, for a long time, pretty much since the beginning, I guess, where it's like, it's, they don't have to, uh, like, test the waters with a hero, and then, you know, then it's like several years before we see them worked into the bigger thing. I like that they're able to release these movies months apart, and yeah. it's like, you know, they planned, of course, that Captain Marvel would be in the yeah. next Avengers. Like, yeah, it's yeah, fun yeah. to see in real time that get released and then immediately have some effects on the next movie. Sure. So. I do yeah, like we, we rewatched um, Age of Ultron after the movie. Age of Ultron has always in my mind been one of the least good of the Marvel movies. And I gotta say a couple things. One, it was a lot better than I remembered. And James Spader's performance is really good. And I think we should praise it more. Uh, and number two, there were a lot of things that were in Ultron that, they, that paid off oh, really? in Endgame. And I was just like, oh man, these guys were so prescient as far as how they... Kevin Feige and uh, Joss Whedon, who was involved back then, and the Russos, and et cetera. Um, the, the writers, whatever their name, Christopher Marcus and Feely, McFeely yeah. or something. Um, those guys. They did a really good job of like making tiny things pay off in the movies as you keep going on. Especially the Captain America wielding the hammer thing mm-hmm. and Thor saying, I knew it. I was like, what is he talking about? And then we went and watched Age of Ultron. It's this tiny moment this tiny, tiny moment in Age of Ultron where he goes to pull the hammer. Right. And Thor thinks he's either faking or it moves. And his face is like, you know, shell-shocked. And then he's like, okay. 
Um, there are a lot of those throughout, which I just think is cool. That was just a side note. Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, years and years ago. Um, the end of like a, a much shorter, obviously, series, but fantasy on an, on an epic scale. Um, not necessarily, I mean, you, you, you out there can disagree with us, um, the kind of movie that usually wins Best Picture as a reward for all the work that Peter Jackson and, and his crew and his cast had done for the three years, one Best Picture in the early 2000s. Um, do you see something like that possibly happening with Endgame, or is that ridiculous? So, okay. See it happening as opposed to want it to happen? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rephrase the question. I, I don't. I, I don't know what makes it different, just from the Academy's point of view, because... You know, I mean, Black Panther was the first Marvel movie, right, to receive a Best to Picture nomination. Yeah, and, and, you know, and multiple nominations in categories yeah. that they'd never gotten. So, and we talked about that. Like, I was I was okay with that. It's not, it wouldn't have been my vote necessarily for those categories, yeah. but I was, like, yeah. okay with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, end game, I don't, I don't, I think I'd feel differently. I think I'd kind of be like, I think it would, to me, start to feel like we're putting just like popular movies in the Oscars just because they were good for their area but I, I don't feel that Endgame transcends to like amazing cinema right uh, on like a level that should be recognized by the Oscars I, I, I'm that way too I, I don't I think it was even when I was texting you and Eric shout out Eric um, and he said Oscar worthy and he was just kind of asking about mm-hmm. Endgame. And the question kind of caught me off guard. Like, what? No, that's not the kind of movie that this is. But it got me thinking about the performances. And I, I would say for me, and I, it sounds like from the tenor of your comments so far, you'd probably disagree. But this is the first one where I wouldn't begrudge like an acting nomination for some of these yeah, characters. I'd be where okay I felt with like that. there was some, that quality of work was done. I don't think it's going to translate to Oscar nominations if I'm being honest mm-hmm. but I I like Robert Downey Jr. I've always thought he's great but it's kind of a glib one note thing that I feel like he does as Iron Man is it is it enjoyable is it entertaining yeah I, I've, I love to watch him I thought he added like a depth here at least for me that I don't remember really seeing from these actors before in, the, in this movie it felt like it elevated the movie a little bit to me Scarlett Johansson was very good uh Chris Evans was very good. I mentioned Jeremy Renner already. Mm-hmm. Um, these and Karen Gillan. Yeah, man, if they slid a little best supporting actress nomination to her, I would be ecstatic. Um, anyway, do you, do you think goodwill will extend even if we take Best Picture off the table to any bigger category nominations? I could see them doing a kind of like let's recognize this big thing ended nomination for Robert Downey Jr. Right. Uh, Even though it came out now and the Oscars don't come for a long yeah, time, we're gonna have I these mean, Oscar bait movies. And yeah, but I mean, I think Black Panther opened the door since it was a February, February Marvel right? release, yeah. so maybe. Okay. But yeah. what I didn't really ever get to saying before was that Please. Black Panther had thematic things going on, which I want to say is what broke it in. Yeah, you know, as opposed to other Marvel movies, which Endgame some more complexity on yeah. the. Uh, villain hero front on the... And I know they do a little bit with Thanos, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they even deal with that a little bit, like the world is a little bit better in some ways. In some ways. Right. They mention that, which I like. It was cool, but they don't really explore it as much. Yeah. 
as you as you saw explored in Black Panther as far as guns and African culture and oppression and stuff in, right. in interesting ways. Yeah. So and I think yeah, Black Panther had some real world things, whereas Endgame it's sure thematically interesting, but not necessarily uh, you know, paralleling or making anything interesting to say about real world events right yeah, now. Yeah, for so, sure, for sure. So yeah, I think couldn't break into best picture, but maybe Robert Downey Jr. for acting. Yeah, that'd be interesting, huh? Probably, but I would. It would be the kind of thing where I would. It was a good performance, but I would guess their nomination would be partially in the spirit of. Yeah. You know, you retired Iron Man this year. Yeah, yeah, so. we did this thing, and you've been doing some good work in a mm-hmm. genre that's not normally recognized for such things. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Deal that. Dig that, excuse me. Um, so I just, on our list here, I put unsung heroes of the MCU and Endgame, and I guess what I'm talking about is, and I'll open this up, I guess it'll be a pretty big discussion perhaps, performances across the MCU that you thought have been impressive. We were just talking about it with Robert Downey Jr. Or characters that you feel like have not quite, I don't know, that that kind of elevated any of the movies. You can go with any of them. I guess we can start with Endgame, because I mentioned Karen Gillan, who I thought was the unsung hero of this movie. And surprisingly resonant what they did with her when she seemed like more of a throwaway villain in the first Guardians. Yeah. They've brought her a long way. And I th- I think Karen Gillan has been doing a great job, especially under makeup and, you know, being this kind of robotic character or whatever, um, that she has been doing a lot of work. That's what kind of opened the door for this category here was me thinking like, oh, wow, she's been great. And you could argue like her thematic arc and in in-game was one of the most important yeah. One of. I know yeah. multiple. No, I would say so. Are there others you've had like that, either in in-game where you're like, wow, that person or character was awesome? Or even if you just want to go out into the, uh, into into the, the Marvel MCU. Cinematic Universe, yeah. Um, I'll do my best, because I want to discuss these overall MCU things, but I have seen most of them only one time and about when they came out. So right. So my, my memory is stretched uh, a little thin on sure. a lot of these things. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, do you have some, like, besides Karen Gillan, that might help me, you know, like, remember Um, Well, if we go to the entire MCU, Mm -hmm. um, I thought uh, Sebastian Stan was fantastic in Winter Soldier. Okay, yeah. That was, like, obviously his name's in the title, but it was, you know, he's kind of like um, (laughs) RoboCop-ish. I combined ish and esque. RoboCop-esque at the beginning. He's very much like this unfeeling whatever. And he kind of has had to take him into a more, I'm recovering from that PTSD type of becoming a better person. And I think that started in The Winter Soldier, and I thought he did a great job. And I mentioned James Spader. We watched Age of Ultron the other day, and I was like, man, why have we not praised this performance? We were watching um, some special features, and he like did the motion capture, and they had a thing above his head. That was where his eyes are, because he's like nine feet tall. And Elizabeth Olsen was saying they had a really hard time acting with him because they wanted to watch him because uh-huh. he was doing such a great job that they'd look up and on his face, up and out of his face, <laughs> and they were kind of ruining takes because uh-huh. you're supposed to only look up at the eyes. Yeah. But they wanted to see what Spader was doing. Right. Um, I, thought, I thought he was just fantastic. And of course, Michael Pena, that's an easy one. Yeah. But he's so funny. I was actually sad we didn't get at least one or two quick comments from him. It makes sense that he's not in the movie. But you had the van again mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought if he could have, you know, shown up 
in some way. We don't even know if he disappeared or not during the time, which I'm sure we'll find out in Ant-Man and the Wasp again or whatever, um, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let me think. I think those are some of here. my biggest ones. I really wanted to give the the big shout out to Karen Gillan and Jeremy Renner for this movie, and I think I've I've hit that into the ground. I thought they were both, they elevated everything. I'm I'm just I'm just taken with Karen Gillan. I thought she was great in Jumanji, but yeah, this character is interesting and still complex. Still not the greatest hero, um, but obviously has kind of come over and now will be like what mentor to. Gamora eventually that's kind of interesting she said like yeah we eventually became sisters and and like I felt that to to borrow the vernacular of the youth Mm -hmm. I felt that when when she had that tiny moment with with Gamora and I was like man that's impressive what the writers did bringing her from where she was to yeah it is uh I guess I have one that's like more uh character than performance because I mean it's voice work uh, but uh, I just really like the character of Rocket, and I, what I like about him is that what they have done uh, with kind of like his balance between being bitingly sarcastic and mean to other characters, but I, but then you know showing where his heart is from time to time. Yeah, they haven't done it as much as I would like, uh, and I hope they do more of it, but. Uh, I know we're going to talk moments still, but I guess this is a good time to talk one of my favorite moments from the MCU. But I was just like really shocked and so very glad that Guardians 2 ends on uh, a shot of Rocket crying. Like that is the last thing you see and it cuts to credits and it's like so beautiful and like... They're watching like the funeral fireworks or something for what's his name, right? uh, uh Uh-huh, yeah. And it's just like boldly sad, like not what I expected uh, that movie to end on at all. Uh, so I do really like what they do with him. Um, agreed. That's, I think, why I was so disappointed that it felt like he was underused here. And Mm -hmm. I know they had tons of characters. I know. But he was one of the ones who stayed around. Yeah. And it felt like they kind of missed a chance to give him some more stuff to do. I think Bradley Cooper's voice work is hysterical. It's great. It is great. Again, I still don't... I, I mean, I know I sound stupid to people and like a broken record. I still don't think it sounds like him. It doesn't at all. I, I, I only... Because I know it's him. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. And I know he doesn't do the motion capture. Sean Gunn does. Which, mm-hmm. shout out to Sean Gunn for doing, for doing the, the movements and stuff. But the spin Bradley Cooper puts on lines, like, Rocket is awesome. Yeah. And then the writing, too, with James Gunn, with him always stealing stuff. And being so callous about stealing it because he thinks it's hilarious that they're going to wake up without their eye or their leg. Yeah. That's funny, semi-dark stuff that I think works really well. And that's why, man, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, with him coming back, James Gunn, I mean, mm-hmm. Fat Thor, Gamora not yeah. being with them, Karen Gillan having come a long way, that could it, be quite a cool movie. That should be pretty awesome. Uh, uh, and when we're talking about the future, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, so what fa- what favorite movies do you have from the MCU? And we don't have to rank them. We're not going to rank them right now. But just like generally speaking, when you think, what are my favorite movies? Which ones come to mind? And then after we say that, where where this one fits in, where Endgame fits in okay. overall. Um, yeah. Uh, Endgame was kind of actually a good measuring stick for this, right? Just based on gut emotional reactions, seeing how I felt when certain scenarios were revisited or... 
uh, certain like certain characters showing up, just kind of some more than others, being like, oh yeah, I really did like that movie. So I would say I really love Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it since it came out, but I I feel like that's probably my favorite one overall. Yeah. Uh, especially if we're talking like standalones. Um, and then uh, both Guardians movies are are really up there for me. Spider Man Homecoming was great and. Maybe to round it out, uh, even I so I actually didn't see the first two Thors. I never have, uh, but Thor Ragnarok was oh, nice. was really yeah. highly enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, for me yeah. As well, there's no need to ever see the Dark World. I don't think. Okay. If you've looked at lists, it's always last, and I, I and I mean that almost not bombastically. Right. When people no, make lists. It. It's so rare. If the Dark World is not last, they usually make a comment like, mm-hmm. "I know the Dark World is usually last, but blah 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 yeah. blah." That's how low regarded it is. Um, yeah, I was looking through because we I, we just have a list here because I wanted to like kind of reference, and I'm I'm realizing that the Phase Two was my favorite. Okay. Uh, Iron Man Three is one of my very favorites. The Winter Soldier is one of my favorites. Guardians and Ant Man were all in Phase Two. Oh, I do like Ant Man. And we just watched Age of Ultron, and even though I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, I had a much stronger appreciation for it. And then of course Black Panther for me. Um, and oh no, I think that's it. Uh, Civil War's near. Civil War's near there. Yeah, same. I really and then the original Avengers. War. The original Avengers is still a highlight for me. I thought Joss Whedon kind of set the standard for what we see in Endgame, which is juggling everything and giving everyone their moments um, in a way that feels cohesive and not unbalanced. So I know I named a lot, but if if we're talking about those are my and and I do like Ragnarok a lot and it's very funny. I don't put it up with those ones I just mentioned. Black Panther, um, Ant-Man, Guardians, Iron Man 3, and the Avengers, I think are probably the... Oh, and Winter Soldier. I know, I just sang them again, I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, Iron Man 3 is probably my favorite underrated of okay. all the Marvel movies. That's my only other gap, I actually never saw Iron Man Oh, 3. one day, you should check it out just to see if you've... Because it's like kind of divisive. There are some people like, it's not very good, and other people like, it's the hidden gem of okay. the... Shane Black wrote and directed it. Right kind of known for like like uh, the nice guys and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and it has this like, it's probably outside of Guardians, the one that zags the most, where you're, you know, Ooh, okay. where you're just like, oh, they're letting you kind of get away with this idea in a superhero movie, or, oh, they're letting you to take it to that dark place in a superhero movie, which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. It's actually where the kid, there's a kid standing in the funeral. Did you look this oh, up? Oh, is that from I had no three? idea who it was. I didn't even know. And I looked it up after, and it's the kid from Iron Man 3, because he gives him, like, a lab to work in. Oh. Sorry, spoiler alert. No, that's okay, because I, I see Jordan and I had concluded that must be a future thing that's going to come later. But No, I, I had to okay. look it up, and it didn't know it's the same actor and everything. There's, like, a part in Iron Man 3 where he's, like... And that's what I'm saying. There's all these weird kind of, like, vibes in Iron Man 3 that I love. Interesting. He, like, crash lands somewhere, and his suit's not working, and he's just dragging it in the snow, and he finds this random cabin, and there's a kid there. Okay. And they kind of have a little, like, buddy thing for a little while, like, buddy buddy comedy thing for a little while. And the kid's pretty young at the time, because Iron Man 3 was made in 2013, so it's right. been six years. And at the end, he, like, gives him, like, a, a, like a lab Okay. It's like working. Some have speculated if they ever do Iron Man again, it'll, it'll be him. But that's just people throwing out random random theories. Huh. Uh, where, does, where does Endgame fit then? Is it even close to those ones you just threw out? Probably, probably just behind all the ones I threw out. So, I mean, definitely 
upper half for sure, and probably Definitely. top. Well, I was gonna say top ten, but I guess if there's like twenty two movies, then, then you that's upper <laughs> that's half. That's upper yeah. half. So, uh, so definitely upper half. But like I mentioned at the beginning, I know some people are reacting to this movie. I was like, you know, this is just the end. I'll be all for superhero movies. That's all I'll ever need. I I don't feel that way. No, no. Uh, not that I need a lot more superhero movies, but what I mean is it's yeah. not like... If this was the last superhero movie ever, I'd be fine I'd with be it. totally fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Like, not even just Marvel. Like, right. if it never happened again, I'd be fine with exactly. it. Exactly. So, it didn't, like, defy my expectations. It still felt very marvel in both good and bad ways to me. But, uh, yeah, I'd put it just behind the favorites I named. Yeah, I, I had maybe slightly higher esteem. I actually, my sister, Krista, great friend to the podcast, Krista, shout out. Um, she and her husband saw it and she was saying like, yeah, we liked it, but it's not one of our very favorites. And I texted her at that time. I think it's probably in the top three or four for me. But then I made this list and was looking like, no, I don't know. Because yeah. like I have great esteem for all these other ones that I just threw out. But I definitely, th- I know it's in my top 10 and it, it might be up in the top five when I, because I was so impressed by their juggling of all the elements. Yeah, it is impressive. Emotionally and like, no, no, I cried a lot in this, but I just, I guess I mean like, it cheats in the way, you mentioned this with Black Panther, definitely of the standalone was your time, was your phrase just a second ago. And I think that's where it's hard. Because if you're talking about standalone, you have Guardians 1, you have Black Panther, you have Ant-Man. Um, these ones cheat. They get to draw on all of that. Yeah, it's and true. so when I bring that in, it feels like it's higher. It feels like it's up there in those top three or four. But that's because it's drawing on all these other ones, which Black Panther couldn't necessarily do. Ant-Man could. They do, but on a smaller scale. Exactly. Because I, th- I feel all the standalones feel very samey to each other, and then all the Avengers ones feel samey to each other. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's like they're different types of things. So... Even though it's like they're still superhero movies and it's the same cinematic universe, it does feel, if I'm getting down to like the, you know... Brass tacks. Yeah, it feels a little bit weird to compare them. Yeah. Just because uh, Endgame does feel like a different kind of movie than Ant-Man 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just the stakes so. are higher and you brought in all these different people and they and you get... They're drawing on those same movies we love, like Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Endgame can't exist without Ant-Man setting up Ant-Man. Yeah. And so, like, they're, they're drawing on those movies we love, so it, it feels like a cheat. I know that sounds stupid to say, but it's hard to rank when you start to factor that in. Yeah, for sure. Did you have favorite other moments from the MCU that you really wanted to mention? I didn't um, know if I had any really good ones to bring up. Okay, the rocket crying ending Guardians oh, yeah, 2 you get, you touched was on that for one. sure my favorite moment. Yeah. I'm just glancing at the list here to see if I remember any others. Uh, I, I did not, like, love... By any means, Doctor Strange overall, but I remember seeing it in 3D IMAX and definitely being, like, very impressed by the first sequence when he goes into the crazy thing. I've um, only seen it once. Yeah, me too. I just remember in the theater. No, nice, yeah. That was well, cool. Well, I didn't see it in the theater, and I fell asleep for part of it. I'm so, so sorry, everyone out there. That's okay. So maybe a fave moment there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, not that... Many, probably. You said you don't have any? No, well, I mean, as I look here, like, yeah, yeah, I can come up with some. I mentioned all the ones in Endgame already. Um, the very, very end of Ant-Man, when Michael Pena tells the whole story. Right. And oh, he, any Michael Pena stories in uh, both Ant-Man yeah, yeah, movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, and he's like, what'd she say? Uh-huh. She said, yes. And then the movie just ends. Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That is great. Um, the initial introduction to Star-Lord in Guardians. I just thought of that, too. Anytime Rocket steals something, 
Um, just him cracking up, like I mentioned earlier. When Groot keeps trying to bring them what they need in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 2. That's very funny. A lot of mine are funny ones, I guess. Not as much the moving moments, right. I guess. Um, and uh, a lot of stuff in Ultron that I had forgotten, especially James Spader singing I've Got No Strings and stuff like that. There were a lot more moments of his that felt more iconic because this is only the second time I've seen Ultron. Yeah. Um, that felt more iconic. And then when they do go back to back to back in Avengers... Right, and they're all course. facing off. That, that, I mean, it's always going to stick with me just because it's like, oh, we're doing a new thing here with these movies. and Yeah, it, it'll be iconic it forever. That, that moment, yeah. Um, so, this is a big one. And I, man, if you're out there listening, we'd l- I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. With how much money it made over the weekend, with how many movies built up to this, will there ever be another movie, superhero or not, that people care this much about ever again. I know that's bombastic to no, say ever again. But I've been thinking that exact question. Yeah. I don't want to sound short-sighted, but I my answer is no. I don't think I don't think Marvel will ever achieve this again. I don't think anyone else will. Like I can already hear, let's say they do a whole other second wave of new heroes, you know, using the ones they've already set up a little bit but that weren't the original Avengers. We have a huge another ten wave arc or, or ten wave ten year arc. Yeah, uh, I can already hear people saying, oh, "It just doesn't have the same vibe as the original group." You know, yeah. I think I think there's no way they'll ever match it again. When you mentioned like the way the stakes have continued to grow, how will you match that? And yeah, exactly. and I don't want it to be galactic. That seems stupid to me. But how can you match the stakes with something smaller now? I, I, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner? Is, yeah, that, is no, that too strong? No, they absolutely have. Because the only way I can think of myself really enjoying these movies going forward is if they now are like, okay, we told the huge galactic thing we wanted to tell. Now we're going to scale back and focus on these smaller, you know, more incident-based stories again. I, I That's what I want. I don't want them to keep acting like we're supposed to care that the universe is going to you know, implode or be disappeared yeah. every movie. So, but then if they, they, that's, they just can't do it again. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they can't do it again and expect us to care the same way. So do you think they'll build to another like colossal team up? Do, I mean, like, do, does your, what's your gut say that they're going to like, well, we got to try to replicate this or. I think so. I mean, it's Disney and it's their, their way of handling money, which they've proven time and time again, they'll, they'll act like they're going to end you know, give things proper emotional endings and then they'll dig it back up because it seems like there's money there with Star Wars, with Toy Story 4, with... Oh, Toy Story 4, (laughs) stop, stop. Yeah, uh, with all kinds of things. But that's a great example. Or just remaking every classic that they... Every 2D animated classic they're now making live action because they can't leave it be if there's still money there. So I think they saw this worked for 10 years. I think they'll try and do it again. Absolutely will. And I, w- I wonder if people will rebel or if a lot of people are like, yeah, man, I'm just going to keep going to these movies. I, I know. There's no end in sight for now, I don't think. I mean, you'll get younger people who haven't seen the first who might come in now and then it's their new thing. Like, yeah. You know, my daughter's six right now. She did watch Endgame. We didn't have her on earlier, but she did watch Endgame, but she hasn't seen as many of the other movies. I mean, will she, as she gets older, be like, oh, man, I want to see Captain Marvel 3 or... Will she be like, you know, I, I'm trying to think, you know, of what some of the other ones are. Um, what's the other one that's coming out? The Elementals? Did I make that yeah, up? I don't really is know that what that is. So. Is that what it is? Or did I make I've that heard up? that name around, okay. but I don't really know. Yeah, will Avery be like, my daughter be like, oh, Elementals 2 is coming out. Right. Dad, come on. And I'll be like, oh, I've been through that for 10 years before with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not into that. Go with your friends. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 
That'll so, be interesting. So what's next for them? Uh, we've touched on this a little bit. Will there be a Captain... This rapid fire, say whatever you want. Will there be a Captain America movie with Falcon? It seems so direct. I think there has to be. Right? Okay. Will they do an origin story for Black Widow? Apparently they, it's still... It's like, they announced they're doing it a movie. It is confirmed. Oh, but, but you is mean it like, an what origin will story? the story yeah. be? I know, and how will they handle the fact that we know it's going to happen to her, you know? Will they try and make that an emotional yeah, thing? Or will right? they just be like, nah, here's a fun story with her. Yeah. Uh, I would guess origin story. But yet then, but I mean, Scarlett Johansson, she doesn't age entirely normally, but I still think that's going to look silly probably. Yeah, especially if she's to... supposed to be a lot younger. Yeah, exactly. So maybe not, but who knows? Someone brought up completely hypothetically in an article, probably The Ringer, because that's pretty much where I read everything. That it would be cool if they did a Black Widow movie that was the five years where she was in charge and everybody was gone. Oh, I'd be into that probably. I mean, I think it's interesting. It's more interesting to me than an origin story. Yeah. When we already know where it's going. There's a, but then how do you, I mean, how do you end any movie with her with and sure. knowing where she's going? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true, it's... true, true. That's also where we know where it's going mm-hmm. for sure. But it was just, I, I, I thought it would be interesting to kind of watch her being the like yeah. galactic police or whatever. They're reporting in their... You know, yeah. you had you had War Machine reporting and Rocket reporting and uh, Captain Marvel reporting all at the same time. That was an interesting. But you're right, stakes wise, how are we gonna care for sure? Yeah, but I mean, sure, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I'm into the one thing I'm into more than anything, more than anything is as Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardi- oh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like I was at the end, I was like, I would watch that movie right now. I like Black Panther. I'm like, okay, what do you do in Black Panther two? Um, I like Spider-Man and if people are like, oh wow, they deal a lot with the fallout of what happened, I'll probably be more intrigued. Mm-hmm. But the only thing when, the only thing, literally, nothing else, when that movie ended, I was like, I will go to the theater to see is Guardians 3. Right. I was Same. like, oh, you have intrigued me with both this dynamic and Gamora and all that stuff. Which the scene built really well because if you just told me on paper without me seeing Endgame yet, like, oh, and Thor's gonna join the Guardians, and that seems like what that's what Guardians 3 is, I, I might have ground and been like, eh, I don't know, it sounds forced, and like, just an annoying continuation that is gonna keep milking things, but I, it seems like a fun dynamic, so yeah, I'm in for it. That's awesome. Uh, what about Disney Plus? Yeah, You've been yeah. reading about this? Not too at? much. I know what it is, I know they are gonna be doing original content, And but... you've seen some of the shows? No, I I guess not. So are there Marvel ones? Yes. Oh, okay. With the real with the movie actors. Really? Yes. So such as WandaVision? Everyone made fun of the title. Scarlet Witch and Vision. And you're like, hey Chad, how is Vision gonna be in it? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it's called WandaVision. There's a Hawkeye one. I didn't and know. This, this is all true. At all. Yeah. Okay. And uh Winter Soldier and Falcon. Huh. And it's like, from what I understand, from what I read, oh, and Loki, and a Loki show. Okay. Which someone speculated was now the alternate dimension Loki who stole the Tesseract, which I, that's interesting to me. Okay. I probably wouldn't watch it, but it's interesting. So those are the ones I remember, and I'm sure some of you out there know there are more, and you're like, hey, Chad, you forgot this one, or whatever. Huh. But this is what, I, I'm just wondering, because I don't want to fork out for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But this feels weirdly like overkill to me. And, but they're trying to do it like in a serialized way. Like let's let's deal with just these small things. That makes me wonder also if they're going to go away from the movies. And so oh, maybe ways. that's what they're setting. No up. Captain America movie. Let's just watch Captain America, Falcon, uh-huh. and Bucky doing things. Oh. Um, I don't know about the Vision thing. I don't know if they're going back in time. I don't, I don't know what they're doing with right. that. 
Hawkeye, interesting. I don't know what he's doing going forward on his own. He's never had his own movie, right? Yeah. And Loki, The Misadventures of Loki sounds like, and again, Tom Hiddleston is going to be in it. Right. That'll be really interesting. I guess I should have brought this up earlier because I I just... I didn't know. I've been been reading because it felt like this weird type of overkill to me. Yeah. It's where The Mandalorian's going to be too, the Jon Favreau produced Star Wars series where they got a lot of good directors like Taika Waititi and others to direct episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, because then it's like, so are they... Because those are all, I guess, yeah, sets of characters that don't have any of their own movies announced soon, but it's like... Will they then make it a thing where it feels like you need to have seen the shows to understand the next movie if it involves yeah. those characters? Or, like, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and there were all these weird things, like, when they said WandaVision and when they said Loki, where people were like, uh, point of order. Um, Vision's dead. Yeah. Loki's dead. Like, what's going on? And the movie didn't necessarily clarify other than people suggesting that it would be this alternate dimension Loki mm. that took off with the Tesseract in that, you know, when they, in their heist of the Tesseract that went awry. And I don't know if it's intentional, but WandaVision sounds like it has, like, comical intent, but it's yeah. not like they're, like, an LOL couple. No, everyone so was like, very derisive toward huh. the title of that one. And But then Misadventures of Loki sounds very Sorry, comedic. I don't think that's the title. Oh, that you, was you call it that. Okay, I'm okay. so sorry. Like, that's weird. That was my bad. But I wasn't doing titles. WandaVision's okay. <laughs> real. I don't know. There are probably titles for the other ones. Okay. WandaVision, because it's been openly derided, it's the only one that I remember. Sorry, Misadventures of Loki was all <laughs> Sorry, everyone out there. If you were like, wait a minute, that I don't think that's what it's called. Uh, that was just me okay. saying... Because Loki has always been inherently comedic, although he does, he is, have, he does have malevolent intent. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hiddleston has always played him right on the edge of that, which I think is fantastic. I think yeah. it, it really worked for the character. That was just me saying, oh, if you have him in this alternate, <laughs> okay. you have him in this alternate version of reality... Where he's going around and just like causing trouble, that's humorous to me. Right. I, they haven't really said what the what the like content of each okay. one will be. They've Not just the announced that they exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the WandaVision thing blows my mind. Like, who's clamoring for that first off? I love I love Scarlet Witch. And I thought Paul Bettany brought a lot of, you know, pathos to the character right. of Vision. But what's happening in that show? Vision, like, just the name of it makes it sounds like it's like a, like Portlandia, but starring them or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it sounds so weird. Oh, <laughs> but, anyway, okay. but yeah, like, okay, so I guess bringing this up here now at the end, is is this just a, a bad idea? Like that they're now they're now because basically it was them kind of pulling the plug on all of their darker Netflix stuff. That right. stuff's all been canceled. Luke Cage is gone. Jessica Jones, I think, has a third season coming out, but it's la- the okay. last one. Punisher's Daredevil's done. done. Punisher has a second or just... It a got canceled. But I did think. it? Did they make a second or no? I think they made two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they canceled all of those. Yeah. They're done. But it was like them pulling the plug and then being like, we're going to go back to this thing we bled dry and try to bleed some more out of it. Yeah. Bad, bad idea? If it's good, then yeah. I think fine. Uh... I don't... Do you think it's a bad idea? Yes. Okay. Since I've read about it, even before Endgame, I was like, what are you doing? Like, we're already inundated. Right. So when you say... But I think they're going to make a ton of money. So bad idea meaning, like, they're going to ruin the characters or... Yeah, it's just... It's... it's, uh, Like, before they masked their... um, 
that all we're trying to do is make money here. They masked that well enough. Yeah, okay. That we're like, oh, okay, I feel like this is just so blatant. Like, and now we're going to make you buy Disney Plus. Right. By just being like, hey, guess what? We have Sebastian Stan. We have Anthony Mackie. We have yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. We have Paul Bettany. We have Tom Hiddleston. We have Jeremy Renner. I don't even know how they're filming this stuff with these guys. They're so big. I, I don't know. know if they're going to do it in short bursts and it's going to be like half an hour episode. I have no idea. They haven't really said. Yeah. And that's why I'm also interested in how much they'll, either with these shows or future shows they make, like integrate it with the movies. Because that, I think that would be the tipping point of like, so you're now going to basically have these shows that give information where you're basically having like a paywall to really fully understand the movies. You yeah, know what I mean? That would be dumb. That I... I wouldn't put past them entirely, but it'll yeah. be interesting to see if they ever do. Which but... go all goes back to me saying, like, in my mind, even though I will still see some of these movies, Endgame is the end. Right. Endgame is the... You, you made me care for a long time. You really did. You got actors who put in work who didn't just phone it in. And you paid it off with a movie that was better than it had any business being, I think. Let's... Can we move on to other things, Disney? Can we can we spread it out more? Yeah. Hey, Black Panther two is coming out, and then two years later, we'll have whatever Guardians of the Galaxy three or whatever. Yeah, box office will be interesting too going forward. To I, see if it goes down. I think, and I kind of want there to be a drop off yeah. a little bit where they're like, oh wait, yeah. I just don't know. So that that's our last thing on here is like, you mentioned earlier them, uh, bringing the stories down, making them more intimate. Any other suggestions for the Marvel team? One of the ones we just said is, why are you making these movies? Yeah. I mean, these TV shows. Right. But but is there something that we haven't mentioned yet that you could see as making these things more satisfying to the average moviegoer or to you even? <laughs> to me personally, like, I will, if we're going to keep getting these anyway, this is unrealistic, but just like... I want to see more extreme versions of what we saw hints of in Black Panther, which was just like grittier stuff, grittier stuff and making these more different and interesting, both yes. like in uh, story and theme, but also just in Black Panther has a, a few stylistically interesting things going for it. I, I'm under the impression Ryan Coogler is probably roped in a little bit by the yeah, studio yeah. or a yeah. lot of it. Right. Uh, you know, with, as far as how kind of, artistically interesting you can make it yeah. so i i'm down for like a second i guess you know set of marvel movies that are more give them to more you know let Ed, the edgar wrights do their actual own thing with the Ant-Man's <laughs> movies you know and stuff like and, and, uh, the hypothetical you know new movies right you, um, you, but, sorry i know i'm i'm well aware i'm kanye westing here but what you just said was intriguing to me i wish that they would okay forget Worrying about what's coming after and just start making standalones will deal with the fallout later. Mm-hmm. They won't do that. No. But then that would really allow, you know, the Kuglers, even the Taika Waititi's in some way. I know he's not quite on the level of Ryan Coogler and I'm not suggesting that. Sorry, Taika Waititi, you're hilarious. And your voice work as Korg is always great. Um, but allowing someone like a Ryan Coogler to be like, okay, don't worry about what happens after this. Right. Just make a Black, Plan- Black Panther 2. That deals with issues important to the African-American community, is thematically resonant, and I don't care who you kill off, who stays alive, and we'll deal with that later if we want to make yeah. another one. Man, that would be intriguing. That's my ideal going forward if we're going to keep getting Marvel movies. Man, that would be intriguing, huh? Yeah. But I, but it's not lucrative enough, right? No. So yeah, it's, it's 
Wish no, I feel like we're ending though. on such a cynical note here. I know. Endgame was very entertaining, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that if you saw it, you got you, you kind of felt like they gave everything to all these characters that you've been wanting to, you know, see their end for years and years and years. Oh, man. I, I do feel kind of, like, sad about yeah. them going forward at this yeah. juncture. But we had a great time. It was a great ride. Man, it was a great yard ride for 11 years. Yeah. 11 and years, guys. Maybe we can optimistically, publicly challenge... Disney, Marvel yeah. Studios. All of you, to, uh... all of you producers who listen to the Rogo Tours podcast, Ryan Coogler, <laughs> Taika Waititi, you guys, Brie Larson, we're just challenging you guys to surprise us yeah. instead of. I mean, there were surprising moments in Endgame, but there's not a lot of surprise left. There's not a lot that you can do. But in, yeah, in the grand scheme, it's going to be hard to surprise us. But we think you can do it. So uh, yeah, so do it. Can can you put aside? The dollar signs in your eyes <laughs> to allow the quality to rise. Yeah. That would be, that was a good little poem. That I was, wrote. that was yeah, really good. That was nice. Any final thoughts? Anything we didn't touch on that you really wanted to touch on? And I know some of you out there, if you've listened this far, you know more about the comic books and you know more about the small Easter eggs and stuff than Jake and I do. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I put tons of people off by having not seen three of the MCU. Yeah. And movies, I haven't but... seen Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only one of these that I, that I haven't seen. Um, but, sorry, but are there any final thoughts you had at all that we haven't touched on? Cool, if not. Probably not. You know how we do. Really enjoyed it. Really did enjoy Endgame. Hope, have, you know, I will choose to be positive about the future. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because I feel like, rightfully so, we've had a good conversation, but I feel like I, I am a little bit sad. Not about in-game. I thought they did the best they could do. Shout out to the Russos, by the way. We didn't mention this earlier, but there were a couple shots I really enjoyed as well. Oh, were there? Which doesn't happen quite as much. No. In these movies. It's not something like The Dark Knight, or even in some cases, some of what we saw in like Fallout last year. Yeah. Or Yeah, last year. Oh, so much. Um, mm-hmm. But here there were a couple, and I wish I could remember. There was one with a baseball glove that I thought particularly worked well. Um, I, that's all I can remember. I'm so sorry, guys, who've seen Endgame already three or four times. And you're like, well, what happens is um, <laughs> there was more here. Like, the Russos do a good job, too. And the effects, we just, my my family turned on uh, Aquaman the other day, which I still haven't seen, but I saw parts of it. Man, the DC effects suck. Sorry for if this offends anybody, but, like, they're not good. Especially in comparison to Marvel, which yeah. has like pretty nice effects, mm-hmm. where a lot of times like there's a realism built in because they do such a good job. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. Yeah, um, I don't even know where this tangent started. I don't remember either. But <laughs> oh, good shots. Yeah, there were good shots. Um, but ultimately, the bottom line has always been how much money we make, mm-hmm. and it'd be cool if you sacrificed that Marvel. But that's what I was saying. Is I I feel sad. Right. I feel like there's no. The ways that we're suggesting they go forward are not even on the radar of no, most of the, the, the teams involved. Here. It'll still be safe. It'll still be same old. But yeah. oh, well. well, we'd love to hear if you're listening for the first time and you want to hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter, at uh, RogoTours and, of course, RogoTours. If you know me or Jake in real life and you want to give us suggestions about podcasts, tell us what you thought about in-game. Tell us where we were wrong or right or what we missed. We, we like that stuff. We don't get it very often. 
If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anything that offers rate, ratings, we'd love to have you rate the podcast. We, you know, uh, a lot of you know we don't have that many listeners, so we always appreciate the feedback. Um, coming up, we're not sure what we're going to do in mid-May, I don't think. But in early June, we're going to rank the movies of David Fincher. Um, so that'll be cool. I'm yeah. excited to kind of run those down because I, I haven't watched a lot of them. Um, as many as I want. Um, in the future, we might do Roger Deakins. And we'll see if we switch over to a different like medium of or or where we're putting these things Mo- they oh, come they come right. through soundcloud right now When's and we're, our, uh, we're exploring some other options okay. i think it was i think it was june june okay um i think we, there, there are ways we'll we'll still be around yeah so. we'll we'll still be around to the especially to the like 35 of you who are um uh like long time fans yeah. <laughs> long time listener first time callers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um was that uh, is there anything else that you were hoping we do on the podcast recently i know we've just kind of thrown some things out via text but i know did you uh, have a, a a a one that was in your heart for mid-may for the next no mid- nothing in the heart so let's really like for real if you want to hear us talk about something suggest it cause... yeah because we we just kind of pick things that we like and those aren't always the things that you guys like we know this from yeah. from multiple years now of creating this podcast that our idiosyncratic uh, focuses aren't always the things that <laughs> you guys want to listen to. Um, if you like this, listen to some other ones. Tell your friends yeah. um, that, you know, these two random guys talked for Endgame for a while and you enjoyed it. All right. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs>